How's everybody doing this morning? Everybody feeling good? Is doing good? Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I want to welcome you as we wrap up our fall teaching series. Uh, a teaching series that we've called Breaking Free. It's a study of the book of Galatians and it's just been an awesome, awesome series. Today we're looking at the conclusion of the letter. So if you have your Bible or if you have a Bible app, if you want to head over there to Galatians chapter 6, we're at the very end, the last chapter of Galatians. And this is really the big finish where everything comes together. How many of you know you need to finish big? Come on, we got to finish big, right? You got to finish big. I was thinking of, uh, some of you guys know Emeril Lagasse. For many years he had a cooking show on the cooking network, on the food network. And uh, you know how Emeril would finish a dish, right? He'd kick it up a notch. He'd throw some spice, some pepper, some cheese, you know, bam! So what do you do? You gotta finish big. Do you guys know why Emeril started saying bam? It's because when they were recording these shows, Emeril and the audience would, would record eight shows in one day. And so after lunch, everybody would be kind of like drowsy, like, oh, yeah, that was really good. And then Emerald would say, bam, It'll wake everybody up. I think that's, as a pastor, that's a great idea. <laughs> so when I'm preaching and people are falling asleep, I'll just be like, Jesus, bam, wake everybody up. Got to finish big. Seen a lot of these uh, choreographed celebrations, touchdown celebrations, football teams, uh, saw a few of those over uh, Thanksgiving. But you know who does the best end zone celebrations? The Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. You remember last year, bowling in the end zone? I got the video. I could watch this over and over. I love this. Look at that. <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. Nobody has topped that yet. Right, you got to finish big. And today, in our culture, there is no bigger or badder way to wrap something up than to drop the mic. You guys know what I'm talking about? Drop the mic. Have you heard that expression? Mic drop? That's the best way to, to wrap something up. According to Wikipedia, a reliable source, <laughs> a mic drop is the gesture of intentionally dropping one's microphone at the end of a performance or speech to signal triumph. Everyone say triumph. Triumph. Figuratively, it is an expression of triumph for a successful event and indicates a boastful attitude. Everyone say boastful. boastful. A boastful attitude toward one's own performance. Mic drop. Just walk off. That's it. That's it. You know, the mic drop was made popular by rap artists and comedians and, and these, kind, these performers that engage in this confrontational performance style. And as we've been studying the book of Galatians, we've seen a lot of confrontation, haven't we? There's been a lot of confrontation. And here at the end, chapter 6, Paul gets boastful. And he drops the mic, and he walks away. So we've gone through this letter in Galatians. And what we've seen is that Paul's been aggressive. 
He's been fighting against these false teachers. He's been battling for the truth of the gospel. He's denied that we could be saved by religion or our own good works. And he's proclaimed a message of freedom. That we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. Amen? And it's here at the end of the letter, chapter 6. This is Paul's signature moment. And what you're going to see is that Paul literally grabs the pen from his scribe and he writes in huge letters and he finishes with something so big and powerful, even boastful, that there is no coming back. And he drops the mic and he walks away. But his boast is not in himself, is it? His boast is in the cross of Jesus Christ. And that's where we're going this morning as we wrap up breaking free. So check out Galatians 6, 11 through 18. I love this. He grabs the pen from his scribe. Verse 11. See what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. And then he talks about these false teachers. Those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law, yet they want you to be circumcised, that they may boast, everyone say boast, boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. Listen to this. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, amen. Mic drop. Paul Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thanks for today. Thank you for each person who's here. God, no one is here by accident. You have something for every person in this room today. And I just thank you that we get to hear from your word. And I pray that you would begin to open our eyes to attitudes in our own heart and our own life. And I pray that you would show us the power of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that we would learn to boast in things are truly worth boasting and bragging about. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so Paul drops the mic, but his boast isn't in himself. And really what we see today is that many people boast in themselves. You guys know what I'm talking about? There's a lot of boasting going on in our world today. Um, Donald Trump was asked on Thanksgiving Day what he's thankful for, and he said himself, yes, I'm thankful for me. There's a lot of boasting and bragging going on. Many boast in themselves. Many people will spend a big portion of their life trying to impress other people. And why do we do this? Why, is there so, why do we need to impress? Aren't we looking for that love and that validation and that acceptance from others? <laughs> Honestly, to boast is how we prove ourselves to the world. And so many of us, we do. We, we boast. We brag. We, you know... We, we do some mic drops, and 
And we do that because we need that love and that validation. I was thinking about one of my students in youth group, a guy named Ryan Bethel from many, many years ago. And, uh, and uh, back as a youth pastor, I would, take, I would go to the high school, I'd pick up the students, and I'd take them out to lunch. And our students love to go eat at this place called Chipotle. Any of you familiar with Chipotle burritos? Um, a Chipotle burrito is like this big. And you look at that, and you're like, how is that going to fit in my stomach? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, this burrito is this big. My stomach, how does that fit? Well, we'd go to Chipotle pretty regularly, and, and Ryan Bethel would brag that he could eat not just one, not just two, but three Chipotle burritos. Anybody here? Can anybody eat three Chipotle burritos? No, no. That's not humanly possible. How do you, one, two, three, how does that fit? So he would brag week after week after week. And finally we said, all right, if you can eat three burritos, prove it. And I said, if you eat three burritos, I'll pay for the burritos. I'll buy you that t-shirt on the wall. And you, from now on, henceforth, you will be the Chipotle master. And thus began the Chipotle burrito challenge. <laughs> Out came the first burrito, gently unwrapped the foil, and Ryan Bethel tore through the first burrito, no problem. He opens up the second burrito. Gets about halfway through. You know that glaze that comes over your eyes? Some of you experience that at the end of the Thanksgiving meal. It's like you got the sweats and the glaze. He's just like, uh, it's only one and a half through. I mean, it's sad. <laughs> so he eats two more bites, and then he runs outside and throws up everything. His mom was not happy with Why do we do this? Why do we boast? Why do we brag? To impress people for that love, for that validation. So many people are doing this. It's all over Facebook. It's all over Instagram. We brag about ourselves, our kids, our grandkids. We boast about our favorite sports team or you know, my favorite, how green our, you know, the lawn is. Right? We boast and brag about all these things. And oftentimes what you boast about is your religion. And for a lot of people, man, we boast, we brag about ourselves. And what you see in the book of Galatians is that you see religious people boasting in their religion. Look at what Paul says. Verse 12. Those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. They want to impress people the only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. And for weeks we've been learning about these false teachers. They compelled Christians to get circumcised and to keep the Jewish law. We called them Judaizers. What is a Judaizer? Um, Izer means to make. Sanitizer, to make sanitary. Judaizer just means to make Jewish. And so these false teachers wanted to make Christians Jewish. And the Jewish thing actually got to be so popular that Christians would wear it as a badge of honor. Oh, look what I did. Look at me. You know, and, and we start to brag about our religious accomplishments. It's religious people boasting in their religion. 
Well, the other reason is those who, those who went the Jewish way, that Jewishness would protect Christians from persecution. And this has been talked about, uh, Scott talked about this, in fact, how Christians at that time were being persecuted by the Jews. And the Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter, he was one of them, right? Before he was a Christian, he was persecuting the church of God. And so by taking on Jewishness, by being Judaized, you could avoid the offense of the cross. It was all about outward appearances. It was about impressing people. It's religious people boasting in religion. And that's really what these guys were about. It wasn't about genuineness. It wasn't about the heart. It's about impressing people and not suffering for Jesus. They're not about Jesus. They're about self. And I just think today there's, there's a lot of boasting and there's a lot of bragging going on, even in my own life. We boast in things. Um, and, and many people, that's their religion. It's their boast. It's, it's a religion of self. And if we are still, listen, if you're still boasting in yourself, it just means that Jesus hasn't changed your life. And the thing about the religion of self is there is no salvation in the religion of self. Is there? I love what, what Paul says. He, he says, not even those who are circumcised keep the law. Verse 13. What does that mean? It means those who are saying, boasting in their religion, they're not even able to do what the religion says. Not even Ryan Bethel can eat three Chipotle burritos. Right? Not even a religious person can keep all the commandments of their religion. In the religion of self, there is no salvation. It's what Jesus said to the Pharisees and to those who impress in Luke 16, 15. This is powerful, and Jesus cuts to the chase. He uses these strong words. He says, you're the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others. And that's what these false teachers have been about, justifying themselves, bragging and boasting. But it says, God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. And it's just a reminder this morning that God's not really impressed with me. He's really not. And before God, I don't have a reason to boast. Because God sees my heart. God knows my sin. And, and the offense of the cross is that Jesus had to come and die for my sin. Because of who I am. Because of how I've related to others in God. See, before God, we have no reason to boast. He sees our sin. We cannot save ourselves. And our only hope is in the cross of Jesus Christ. Not in the religion of the self. The religion of self cannot save us. And if we're so boasting and bragging about ourselves, God hasn't changed our heart. And he hasn't changed our life. And so it is true. Many boast in themselves. Good people, religious people, many people boast in themselves. But guys, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, not us. Not us. Far be it from me, Paul says, to boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our boast isn't in ourselves. That's not my hope. That's not my salvation. As a Christian, I no longer have a reason to boast before God and others. Far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's my hope. That's my salvation. That's my boast. 
And so if we want to brag about something, if you want to brag about something, and I hope you do, let's brag about Jesus. If you're going to drop the mic today about something, let's drop the mic about Jesus. Because Jesus radically changes lives. Right? Our lives have been radically changed by Jesus. So if we're going to brag about something, let's brag about him. And that's what Paul does. Because the Apostle Paul, the guy who wrote this letter, his life was radically changed by Jesus. And one of the greatest evidences for the truth of Christianity is the Apostle Paul. He is the anomaly that makes you go, huh? How did that happen? Because something radical happened in his life. Do you know who Paul was? Right? We learned about his stories. We've read the book of Galatians, Galatians 1 especially. Who is Paul? Paul was a Jew. As a Jew, he had no reason to be a Jesus follower. He was advancing in Judaism. What does that mean? Here's a guy who's rising to the top. Here's a guy that has a future and a comfortable career. And yet he left all that, didn't he? Paul was so against Christianity, he went out and arrested Christians and locked them up. That's how against Christianity he was. Something happened in his life. Something shook him up. His life was radically changed. What was that? It's one of the most powerful evidences for the truth of Christianity. And Paul doesn't hold back in saying what happened to him. In, in Galatians chapter 1, he says, God was pleased to reveal his son to me that I might preach him. And when you go, Paul, what changed your life? Paul's very clear. He saw Jesus alive from the dead. And you may not want to hear that today. You may not believe that today. But Paul's testimony in multiple sources is, I saw Jesus alive from the dead. And then he backed it up by a radically changed life. He left that comfortable career. He, his life bore that out. And he says, I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. He preached it. He lived it. He died it. So you either go, Paul, you're a liar. Who would die for a lie? Or you say, something happened on that road to Damascus. And maybe I need to pay attention. What happened, Paul? See, Paul had every reason to boast. And he left all that behind to follow Jesus Christ. I love these words at the end. They're so powerful. Galatians 6.14. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble. For I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. Here's a man who saw Jesus alive from the dead. And his life was radically changed. And everything he says here is really a summary of what we, we've learned over the last few weeks. And just our teachers have done such an awesome job. So thank you guys for, for your teaching. This is so powerful. Let's, let's just look at each of these lines. Number one, man never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. How does a man go from belittling Christians to boasting in Christ? Think about that. He's boasting in the cross. 
And throughout Galatians, we've learned about the cross. Why is the cross so powerful? Well, Galatians 1.14. Because on the cross, Jesus gave himself for my sins. And he rescued me. Do you believe that today? The cross is powerful. Galatians 2.20. On the cross, Jesus loved me. And he gave himself for me. Do you see God's love for you in the cross? It's powerful. It's why we boast in it. Galatians 5.1, I love this. The cross sets me free. Those are some of the truths about the cross we've learned over this series. And Paul says, you know, far be it from me to boast, except in the cross. That's how powerful the cross is. And then he says, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. What's Paul saying? Through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. What's he saying? This world is dead to me. This world has no hold on me. Success has no hold on me. Comfort, I don't need that. Comfort has no hold on me. The opinions of my friends, popularity, this world has no hold on me. I am free. I'm free. This world has no hold on me. How does that happen? When you see Jesus, when you look full on his wonderful face, you guys know that hymn? What does it say? The things of this world, what? Go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Oh, this world has no hold on me. Christian, this world has no hold on you. You are free the cross. Far be it for me to boast, except in the cross. Then he says, circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts as new creation? I know that's probably not like blown up in your head today. Like, wow, man, that's awesome. But this is the crazy thing about this statement. Circumcision means nothing. For a religious Jew to say circumcision means nothing. That's radical. Something has happened to radically change Paul. And the only explanation is the resurrection of Jesus. Because what does he say? What counts is new creation. What does the resurrection of Jesus mean for a Jew? It means new creation. Resurrection is new creation breaking in to the old creation. God's at work in the world. He's making all things new, and he's starting with you, and he's starting with me. It's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.17. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That's the resurrection power and life of Jesus Christ. It can change your life. The old life is gone. The new life. A new life has begun. And God wants to begin something new in your heart today. And your new life, your future life, can begin right now, today, through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that is powerful. Then he says, peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. He's talking about us. Peace and mercy. Wait, Israel of God? Yeah, if you belong to Jesus, you're a part of the big God family. Welcome home. Welcome to the family. Welcome to a bigger story for your life. 
You're Abraham's seed. That's what Paul said earlier. And heirs of the promise. Galatians 3.29. From now on, let no one cause me trouble. For I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. And that's the mic drop. See, Paul is not pretending. He's not trying to impress anybody. Paul, Paul's for real. This, this isn't playing the game. He is real about what Jesus has done in his life. Just let that sink in. This is from a man who saw Jesus and it radically changed his life. I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. Wow. It's one of the greatest statements for the truth of Christianity. So I love this statement. Far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And today, that statement there, what does that represent? That represents passion. That represents fire. That represents purpose. Today I'm calling it bravado. What's bravado? We need some bravado for Jesus. What's bravado? Bravado is a swaggering show of courage. Would Christians today live with some bravado, some passion, some fire, some far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ? If you want to brag about something, let's brag about Jesus. So I'm asking myself three powerful questions. Number one, as we close this series, these are just powerful. What if I bragged more about Jesus? What if I cared less about the world? And what if Jesus set me free? Those are powerful questions today for you to take home with you. What if I brag more about Jesus? What if I cared a little less about the world? What if Jesus set me free? And, and I would say that's the bravado, swaggering show of courage of a life that's been transformed by Jesus Christ. So far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of Jesus Christ. Well, I want to close today with one more mic drop. I have a picture for you, um, an old picture. So this is, this is the picture of, this is the first picture of a jump shot in basketball. This was on the cover of Life magazine in March of 1943. And I'll tell you what, this picture rocked the world. Um, the shooter is a guy named Kenny Sailors. And since the time basketball was invented, players and, and men would play with both their feet on the ground. Do you see that? Do you see how everybody's feet are on the ground? That's how basketball was played since the time it was invented. Both feet on the ground. Until one day, a guy decided to jump. Kenny Sailors. And a reporter got a picture of it. That was a shot heard around the world. Changed the game of basketball forever. This guy was interviewed um, who watched some of these early games, Jack Rose. This is what he said, he said, as he, he watched Kenny Sailors play. 
He said, we've never seen anything like it. We all looked at each other like, what was that? We would have had Michael Jordan. Like, think about it. Think about how defining that was for somebody to break free and to jump. Kenny would go on to a professional basketball career. That was his college game. He'd go on to, to play in the NBA. Very successful. Have a, kids and grandkids. But people that knew Kenny realized that he didn't like to brag about himself. He didn't brag about his accomplishments, being the inventor of the jump shot, playing in the NBA. He liked to brag about something else. He loved to brag about his faith in Jesus Christ. And in fact, a documentary was made of his life. It's called Jump Shot, the Kenny Saylor story. And I love what he had to say. Just, just close your eyes and listen to this. These are the words of a 90-year-old man looking back at the end of his life. He says, as an old man, 90 years of age, I've experienced much in my lifetime. All of it wasn't good. All of it wasn't bad. But one thing that has stood the test of time is God. He satisfied me in a way that all the fame and success could never do. Nothing does compare with my experience with Christ and the life I've had in him. Nothing in this world can ever come close. Would we be men and women like that? Who spend less time bragging about ourselves and more time bragging about Jesus. Because in this life, in this world, nothing comes close. Nothing compares to a relationship with Jesus Christ. And some of you today, the, the mic drop is going to be your response to Jesus. And you're going to be the one jumping up in the air, breaking free, while everybody else has two feet on the ground. And people are going, what just happened? What happened in that person's life? Just look at each other. We're going to look at each other and go, what was that? And the answer is Jesus. Jesus changed my life. Far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Would we be men and women who drop the mic for Jesus Christ? Amen? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we, we come to you with nothing to brag and boast about. Before you, we have no reason to boast. But we're all the same. All of us, our hearts are open to you. Our life is open to you. And we know today that we've fallen short. We've fallen short of the men and women that you created us to be. It's just we've fallen short of the glory of God. And today we come and we confess that. Confess our spiritual inability. We come to the cross and we thank you for the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for our sins. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you that we're loved by you and we're invited 
to be a part of a movement that is shaking and changing this world. Oh God, in a world where so many people have their freedom on the ground, God, give us the courage to jump. Give us the courage to jump today and say yes to Jesus Christ. Give us the courage to do something so radical that people around us would look around and go, what just happened? If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old life is gone. The new life is here. Would you come into our hearts and into our lives today and bring resurrection hope. Bring salvation. Make us new. Lift us up so that we would be a people who brag about Jesus Christ wherever we go. Would we be the ones who make Jesus famous all over this world today? Come Holy Spirit. Make us new. Save us. Change us. Give us the, the strength and the courage and the boldness today to break free in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus Christ. You are free in Jesus. Everyone said, Amen. All right, let's stand and let's worship.